What's up, everybody? Welcome to Friendly Bounce's new WNBA podcast. I'm Jack Maloney here with my guy, Zachary Bennett. We're going to talk a little WNBA. Uh, that was DJ Las Latino on the intro music, our guy. Uh, he's made some good intro music for our our NBA podcast, and now we're borrowing it for the WNBA show. So we're just going to talk a little WNBA action. Uh, me and Zach have both dived into the league this year. Um, I cover it for Friendly Bounce, and Zach covers it for 93... 93X. It's a local radio rock station in the Twin Cities. There you go. So yeah, Zach focuses on the links. Uh, I sort of look at a more league-wide uh, fashion. Sort of look at from a you know social media you know, entertaining Vines sort of standpoint that to this point I don't really feel like anyone else does. Um, and so we've really been trying to trying to push that aspect of the league uh, to show off how, you know, the exciting moments. We got, you know, Switch Appeal uh, is a great SB Nation site uh, that covers the league, but they do more so in a stories and interviews format. And uh, we're trying to find... Uh, you know, a little spot where people don't don't really cover the league in in a fashion of putting vines and fun Twitter stuff. So that's what we've been trying to do over at Friendly Bounce. Uh, Zach will tell you a little bit about what he's doing for the links. Yeah, I uh, I mainly cover the uh, the links as like a beat, but as Jack said, it's uh, it's less intense than you would cover it. I think we're going to bring up uh, NBA comparisons a lot on this show, but it's going to be or this podcast, but it'll be begrudgingly because we don't we're not necessarily a, a fan of comparisons. But for context purposes, I, I think we both agree that it helps. But um, you know, just trying to promote uh, uh, the league overall, me specifically, the links with just how talented it is and some of the intriguing storylines uh, that I pick up on while. Uh, while I'm around the team and practices and games and stuff like that. Um, for example, the Lynx use of analytics. We, we can get into that later. I think what Jack does at, uh, at the Friendly Bounce is good because it does everything I try to do just on a larger scale. And I think the league as a whole uh, should get more publicity. And it's you know, we're sort of on the, on the ground level here. And we've taken it upon ourselves to promote what uh, what the WNBA is and, and how much fun it can be, especially during this time of uh, of not a lot of basketball going on elsewhere, uh, unless you're watching Afro Basket, yeah. soon to be the FIBA Americas. But you know how much fun is that? And I think genuine. And this is a genuine statement. We'll get into um, tomorrow's games because that's why we're here. But I was watching the the WNBA All Star Game, and then after that was done, I flipped it over, and it was Team Canada against somebody in the whatever the Pan Am games yeah, was. It, was. it was night and day. Uh, you know, trying to going from going from Maya Moore and Elena Deladon to Anthony Bennett is 
was a difficult uh, difficult transition. But yeah, we don't need to get into all that now. I think uh, I think we should start going over tomorrow's games. Uh, Jack will write an article previewing all these games. It will be published on Friendly Bounce tomorrow. He did the same uh, over the weekend on Friday. If you haven't been to FriendlyBounce.com, check that out, as well as all the other WNBA coverage. So Jack, let's start with the Chicago Sky and the Washington Mystics. Yeah. Um, if the, the, the third and fourth seed in the East, respectively, Washington would be the third, Chicago would be the fourth. Uh, Washington, I watched them beat the Lynx twice in the same yeah. week. Um, and they're a pretty good team. I know you've watched uh, the East a little more little more than I have, so I, I don't can't say I have uh, any predictions there, but I know Washington likes to play with a slow pace, and they uh, they turn good offense into good defense. They make you go against the set defense almost every possession down the floor, if they're, every other possession, rather, if they're shooting 50%. Yeah, no, this is a rematch of a game from two nights ago um, on Friday in Chicago. Uh, Mystics Sky went down to the wire. Uh, Ali Quigley hit a dagger three with like two seconds left that that gave the Sky the lead and eventually the win. Um, and it was a really physical, intense game. Not a must-win for either team, obviously, but a game you definitely want to have as you know the East is extremely bunched up right now. Uh, just one game separating the two, three, and four seeds. Uh, with with Washington and Chicago tied, so it's certainly not a must win, and that both will probably end up making the playoffs. But you know that's a big win if you pick this one up and pick up a game on your opponent uh, for seeding purposes. But yeah, Elena Deladon. I hope I'm saying that right. I I go back that's and correct. forth every every time I say her name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she is having a historically good good season. Um, I'm not sure if it's on national TV or not, but anyway, she's averaging like 24 points, nine rebounds. Uh, she's she's uh, I think third in the league, fourth or third or fourth in the league in field goal percentage, like fourth in blocks. Uh, she does it all except shoot threes. Uh, but but besides that, Elena is is probably the MVP of the season. Um, Maya Moore has been has been fantastic as well, but but Elena's really just been been something special. Um, and yeah, that, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at some of the you know, some of the advanced numbers we talked about before the show. Her net plus minus on the year, Elena Deladon, that is is twenty three, almost twenty four. It's almost a plus twenty four. It's the it's yeah, the best it's, in it's, the WNBA by uh, a four point margin. So it's uh, it's pretty incredible what she does both. Uh, on and off the ball. I know I've in the few times I've watched her, she's able to penetrate the lane, and it's almost methodical. I guess it's it's like she's almost she's so deliberate with her moves. She might not be the quickest, but she's clearly on another level athletically. And yeah. um, even if even if, if she sort of telegraphs the moves, she still gets the ball where it needs to go. It's pretty incredible to watch her play. I I know I've seen people on the. Um, the Twitterverse sort of you know, correct people when they say Elena Deladon is a very good women's basketball player. People correct people. I've seen people correct those uh, those stands to say you know Elena Deladon is a great basketball player. Period. 
men or women. I know Washington um, is at a slight disadvantage. Emma Nieseman will be playing with a splint-type thing on either, yeah. I think it's her left hand. She injured it in the third quarter against Minnesota earlier this Sunday, so I suppose by last week, seven days ago. So it's um, Washington. Washington's good, but I, I don't know if they can beat Chicago in this instance. Yeah, uh, yeah. Emma Meesman has uh, been very solid for Washington this year. But uh, yeah, just back to Elena. It's you know she's six four, six five. Is one of the tallest players in the league, but at the same time operates essentially as a guard on offense. And so if you're if you send a big out on her, she'll dribble around, get into the paint, and if you try to play her with a guard, she can just shoot over, and at that point it becomes almost unguardable. Yeah, she's your prototypical point forward. Right. Yes. And uh, you know, for for Chicago, all all the attention is is rightly so on on Elena, um, but they also have. Uh, Courtney Vandersloot uh, running their point. Uh, very, very solid point guard, leading the league in assists. Uh, very tough, very quick player. Um, you know, it's, it's not getting national attention, but one thing you know she does very well is pushes the ball after makes. So you know, opponents kind of settle. You know, you you make a bucket, you kind of relax as you're running down the floor, and then all of a sudden she's right on top of you like two seconds later forcing you to play defense and that's it's huge for the for the sky's offense because she's immediately causing problems and causing the you know the opponent's defense to be off balance or having to switch immediately uh, and you know it's sort of un, not underrated but it doesn't get the attention that it gets or sh- should get uh, but Courtney Vandersuit's very very solid player for them yeah she's She's definitely what you class. I've seen her play a couple times. She's a gamer. She's like that prototypical yeah. game manager. Um, she's actually she's actually third in the league in plus minus. Now that I'm looking at this list, so they had Chicago is the top two players metric, which isn't a tell-all metric, but it's right. definitely shows you how dominant they can be. Um, yeah, she doesn't score a lot, but but basically everything else, she she's fantastic. Um, and, sh- and Chicago, Chicago too. They picked up uh, Erica De Souza yes. in the blockbuster trade um, that acquired, or in which Minnesota acquired Sylvia Fowles. And De Souza is a, um, I know she's an Olympian, and she, she's she complements Elena Deladon really nicely, especially yeah. in the defensive. And, and it's nice. So be uh, De Souza is another big body that. She can. She goes down low, rebounds, um, defends in the post. You know the physical. Because of Elena's size, she's often playing down low, uh, defensively. But you know that puts a toll on your body. That when you're a guard and basically a guard on offense and responsible for most of the team's offensive creation, you know that's putting a toll on your body. Having to box out, rebound, play against post players all the time. And the pickup of DeSosa was big in that it's another body Chicago can use down low uh, to take some of that defensive load off of off of Elena. 
Yeah, um, I think we should move on because I know we wanted to keep this short. Um, <laughs> yeah. We should explain that every once in a while, you and I will go on tangents just because <laughs> it's really the, it's it's a really organic style podcast in that Jack and I probably don't get to have conversations about the WNBA too often. Yeah, <laughs> especially amongst amongst our peers and friends. So it's every once in a while we'll occasionally do this and conversation will sort of drift off. But it's organic. I don't think people will mind, let alone. Uh, notice that we're off key because they're they're not looking at our uh, list here but let's go to the next game the Liberty who are the first place team in the East and against the Fever uh, second place team in the East we talked a little before the program the Fever won five straight eight of their last ten including wins over Phoenix and Los Angeles and others that uh, you mentioned they went from three and six to start the year to 16 and nine now Tamika Catchings still uh, still balling though not as she did in her prime. Uh, 13 points a game and almost two steals a game. Her, she's top 10, net plus minus at 15 and a half. They have some of the best three-point shooters that you uh, you talked about. Who, who are they? I know they have, there's like three or four of them. Yeah, so they have Maggie Lucas, um, uh, Marissa Coleman, Brienne January, and Shanice Johnson. Um who are all hovering around 40% from three, uh, all in the top 12 uh, for three-point percentage. Shanice Johnson's leading the league, uh, Maggie Lucas in third. Uh, so they hit uh, 10 threes the other night against against Los Angeles on the road in, the, in a big win. Um, they're definitely a threat from, from three, and it's, you know, like we said, four players hovering around three. That's kind of you know that's a good. I'm losing the word. Not like, not, not metaphor, but like, it's, it's kind of like symbolic of their whole team and that, you know, they have catching. She's not in her prime anymore, but it's really a group effort for Indiana. Um, they don't have, you know, they don't have a superstar. Um, since catchings has kind of slowed down, they don't really have a su- superstar leading the way, uh, but just all around a lot of really solid players. Um, and they've put together a good run here, winning five in a row and, and establishing themselves as second place by themselves uh, in the East and definitely there a playoff you know. team. I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to see them play as often. Uh, I saw them play a little bit against Phoenix the other night, so I know that a problem that they might have, it could be due to injury, it might not be. I don't know the full context of it, but I don't know if they have enough big bodies um, but I was, I was sort of wondering, too, if you've seen him or if you can stay on this. Do they play sort of a, like, a Tamika catching penetrates and then dishes to one of these shooters? Is that sort of the, the style that they play, a really analytical, friendly style, I guess, would be the way I'll, I'll put it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't have, like, a, a full scouting report on, on their... I don't know if anybody listening does either, but <laughs> we, we welcome their feedback. Um, but yeah, it's. I guess Brienne January is pre- like pretty much running the show, from the point. Um, but yeah, it's it's really a group effort offensively for them. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't have too too much of like a, a full scouting report on their on their and offensive that, scheme, but but Brienne January is their point guard and leading the team in assists. If that is helpful for you. <laughs> Well, I think you have a better 
maybe outlook on the Liberty. I think you were saying that you saw them over your vacation yeah. out on the East Coast at some point. What can you say about the Liberty? Yeah, so I went to see the Liberty at Madison Square Garden against the Sky, and uh, Elena actually didn't play. Um, <laughs> the one game she missed all year. Uh, but so it ended up the the Liberty ended up destroying the Sky. They won by like twenty something. Um, it would have been a different game, obviously, if if EDD was there. Oh damn! But, but um. But yeah, the the Liberty, so Liberty are first place in the East. They have the best defense in the league. Um, their defensive efficiency rating, which is points allowed per 100 possessions, is only 90. Um, the league average is 97, and the next closest is 93, which is Minnesota. But they do not let you score. Uh, they only give up 23 points uh, per game in the paint. Uh, their second chance points is only like 10 a game. Like they just defensively, they don't give you anything. Um, along with, you know, like we said, it's a group effort for Indiana. It's, I mean, Tina Charles is probably New York's best player, but likewise for the Fever, it's it's a group effort in, in New York. And they just, you know, we, we said we didn't want to do comparisons, um, but they were like... We never do, but we will. Is the, the rule? <laughs> they remind that. me a lot of, of the Grizzlies, and that you know Tina Charles is probably their Marcus Saw, and the, their best best player. Uh, but overall, just they're gonna grind it out, grit and grind. Um, play, they like to play a half court style. They don't really get out on the break. Uh, they're not running a fast break all the time. They want to get in the into their sets and just grind out games and just beat you with with physicality and, and execution. And so far, they've done a fantastic job of doing that. Uh, they get a lot yeah. of a lot of uh, points off their bench. I think they're one of the few best teams in the league in scoring off their bench. Um, yeah, they just—they're a problem. They're just really, really solid all around. And I'm actually, yeah, I'm yeah, actually, Jack, I'm looking at the miscellaneous stats, and you're spot on. They're twenty. Their bench scoring is twenty-seven and a half points per game, which is second to only Indiana in the league. So like you said, um, the group effort with the fever, um, those two of the top two teams in bench scoring. And then um, New York is among the lower half teams in possession, as well as Washington. And I know if those two, if the playoffs started today, they would match up. So that would be a like a Grizzlies versus another slow down team matchup. So mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you got to, uh, I'm glad you got to see the Liberty play the sky, but a little unfortunate, or a lot unfortunate, that Elena Deladon didn't play. I'm sure you were looking forward to that. No, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's yeah. It's like it's like getting to see. Sorry, I'm comparing again, but it's like getting to see Durant or like Anthony Davis play, and then all of a sudden, game time decision. Uh, no, actually, they're sitting out. But yeah, uh, it was it was still a, a cool experience. Uh, I, kind of going off tangent, like we did, but. Um, you know, it's it's still the Garden. Like, it's not a Knicks like, playoff game. Um, it's going to be a different atmosphere, but it's still you're walking into the Garden. Like, it's it's awesome to be there. Yeah, when uh, I don't know who I I forgot her name. Her name escapes me, and if she's listening to this, I'm sorry. But she's not. Um, 
I don't know who you're talking about, but she's not listening. I, I, I don't either, but maybe she picks up on this, and maybe she's like, hey, that dude's talking about me. Or she was a New York native visiting, you know, doing a story on the links. She had never been to Target Center before. And when we, to- when we told her, it was Steve McPherson and I were sitting there. So Steve, if Steve is listening to this, he's going to know who I'm talking about. But um, friend of the program, Steve McPherson. Um, the, this lady from New York is like, she couldn't believe it when I told her the Wolves played in the Target Center in the same stadium as the Lynx because <laughs> it's just such a minute um, building compared to the Garden. Yeah, so yeah. that must have been an awesome experience. The Garden must be magical. Oh yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, let's. Did you see David? Did you see David Wurzberger? I think he did. No, he he was not there. He was also absent. Um, but he covers the Liberty, right? Yes, he does. David Wurzberger at Verts on Twitter. Right. Been following uh, yep. the Liberty for Hardwood Paroxysm, our uh, parent site. Been doing a great job of that. Um. The more corporate plugs we have on this podcast, the yeah. better, I think. Name drop as many people as we can. Um, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on to the, uh, the next game. You know, there's five games tomorrow, but this is the last one we're going to talk about. Um, the nightcap. Well, you, you can see the entire preview on Friendly Bounce okay, tomorrow when Jack publishes his article. <laughs> see, another corporate plug. Bam! <laughs> um, so yeah, the nightcap. 6 Eastern, ESPN 2, I believe. Maybe ESPN, I'm not sure. Uh, Lynx at Mercury, 1 versus 2 in the West. Uh, big playoff game. Big game for playoff implications. You cover the Lynx. Why don't you yeah, I can, let us, I can let us know point. what's going I, on? I didn't know it was on ESPN 2. That's refreshing to see because a, a debate that we should have or a conversation that we should have is... I'm seeing a lot of Little League on the TV, and I don't want to <laughs> diminish Little League and say I don't watch it and I'm not entertained by it. I'm actually wearing a Little League shirt right now. But <laughs> we got to get some WNBA games on here if they're going to show this much Little League baseball. Come on. Um, <laughs> no, the the Lynx and the Mercury, it'll be you know, Simone Augustus re-injured her foot after missing 10 games um, after she had an arthroscopic knee surgery and she missed 10 games she came back for two and a half games and then in the third quarter against Washington recently on Wednesday she re-injured it she didn't travel with the team they're on a uh, on a two-game road trip um, so it's concerning but at the same time they've been without her for so long Anna Cruz has been a nice pickup for them when she's been healthy uh, but the Lynx they lost two in a row earlier they beat San Antonio uh, on Friday, but they lost to Washington twice. They had to come back and beat Atlanta last week. They actually lead the league in comeback wins with seven, and it's something that they do not like to lead the league in. Uh, Jim Peterson said, flat out said, we don't want to do that. They uh, they held the good old players-captains meeting at practice last week. It was just Lindsey Whalen, uh, Maya Moore, Simone Augustus, uh, Rebecca Brunson, and Cheryl Reeve. They were not available to media, and they did not practice with the rest of their team. So it's getting serious business with the Lynx right now. Um, good news, I guess, if this is all bad news, you know, being the top team in the West. They're used to success, Lynx fans. So it's you know, when they lose twice in a row, it's new news. 
Um, but Sylvia Files has played really well. And Sylvia Files and Brittany Griner on national television uh, going head to head. That's sort of battle of the Goliaths, clash of the titans type of matchup. So that that'll be fun to see on, on TV. Um, I think the Lynx win. I think we we don't discuss enough or at all uh, that Phoenix isn't the same team without Diana Taurasi. It's they're reeling right now. They've lost three in a row. Yeah, they. Um, they're a strange team, the Mercury. Like at times, at times you watch them, and like if you, if you don't watch them play every night, and like you just flip on, you know, a game here or there, and you might see them and be like, okay, there's no way anyone can beat this team. Like they're gonna march right to the finals, and then you watch them another night, and it's like, yeah, this like. Is this really a playoff team? Like, I mean, they're they're strange in that you know they have Brittany Griner, who is um, sorry, autoplay ad. Um, they have Brittany Griner, who is the most dominant low post presence in the league. Uh, she she has three games this year with seven blocks, three games with six blocks, and four games with five blocks, which is just ridiculous. Um, and then Dewana Bonner is having probably the best season of her career. But still at times they, you know, like the other night they lost they lost to Tulsa uh, by like 15. And it's just like, you just don't really, like you can't really put a finger on what's wrong necessarily. It's just, it's just not working. And, you know, this, this game against, against Minnesota tomorrow, uh, or tonight if you're listening, whenever. Uh, should be really interesting because Minnesota is is the best team in the West, probably the best team in the league. Sorry, auto play out again. <laughs> um, and so it's Phoenix is struggling, and it's going to be a real gut check to see if they can can bounce back and and turn the tide on on what's been a bad trend trend. Yeah, I, season. I would even argue that Minnesota is struggling. At the very least, they are not where they want to be. I can say that for sure. Um, but, you know, national television, I think that's a good game to have on TV because you have all the stars. Maya Moore is struggling, too, and I hate to yeah. bring that up unprovoked, but, um, you know, there's been sacrifices made to try to get everything to gel with all the new players they have going on up there. But it's... It's funny that you mentioned that Phoenix is struggling and they are struggling, um, and the Lynx are sort of not not been themselves or for a team with five Olympians on it, they're not playing as well as they should be. But the West in general, compared to the East, um, the, the second, third, and fourth team in the East, Indiana, Washington, and Chicago, would all be the second best team in the West if you went by win percentage. That would knock the Phoenix Mercury down to the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the fifth seed because you'd have to include the Lynx, but yeah. and then you have Tulsa, who didn't win a game for a month, <laughs> lost like eight straight, eight straight, and now they've won three in a row. Yeah. They're thirteen and fourteen. They're going to be a playoff team, and then Los Angeles who plays uh, San Antonio later on tonight. Um, they've lost four in a row, but they could, you know, they're three games down with seven games left to yeah. play. And they could catch Los Angeles if Los Angeles struggles for that fourth playoff spot in the West. So it's pretty much, it's, you know, we don't like comparisons, but 
flip the East and the West around in the NBA, and you have the conference situation in the WNBA. You have the top-heavy West, but the balanced and deep East. Yeah, that's just, definitely true. Um, yeah, so that that uh, that uh, Los Angeles San Antonio game. We're not really going to talk about it too much. Uh, San Antonio is just not very good, unfortunately. Kevin um, McBride will be good in a few years. Like, yeah. Every time she shoots the ball, I think I think it's going in. Which yeah, is, and it shocked me when I found out she's only had one year in the league. She yeah, she's great. Um, this that San Antonio team is. They go through stretches, some games where it's they just don't score. Um, they only scored, I think, like six points in the third quarter the other night against the Liberty. Um, they haven't won on the road. They're zero and thirteen. Damn. Um, yeah, wow. it's just it's just not it's just not working for San Antonio this year. Uh, yeah, they're still two and a half back of the playoffs, but I mean, Los Angeles has Candace Parker back. They have Elena Beard back. That that's not happening. Uh, not with. Not with seven games left. Um, Los Angeles should win that game tomorrow. Uh, but if we want to you know, sort of wrap things up here, Los Angeles only 9-17. and 17. They're going, going to make the playoffs most likely. And all of a sudden they at times look like a team that could win it all. Um, I don't know how much you've had a chance to watch them. Candace Parker is one of the two or three best players in the league. Uh, she had 25 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 8 steals, and 3 blocks the other day um, against Indiana. If if they're healthy, uh, Neko Gumuke is, is hurt right now, but if Los Angeles is healthy, I mean, no one in the West wants to play them. And the way that the playoffs are set up in, in the WNBA with a 3-game first-round series and a, I believe a 5-game yep. um, conference finals, you know, I'll, all of a sudden, that's a that's a team that could win win the West and go go to the finals. Yeah, and I we can say for sure right now it looks like the Lynx are going to play them. And if those two met in the series tomorrow, I don't know if I'd feel confident picking the Lynx. I don't know if they could really say that they could pick themselves at some points the way they've played. There is a I guess there's an off chance that um, Phoenix could surpass Minnesota for the first seed. Um, I know the Lynx play Phoenix twice. They play the Liberty twice in their remaining games. So they have a tough schedule. I think every, I think all but one game is against a playoff team. So it it looked, but it, it is shaping up to be a Lynx-Los uh, Angeles matchup. And I know uh, Los Angeles in a couple weeks ago after the All-Star break on national television beat the Lynx by a 20 or so, and then the mm-hmm. Lynx got them a few days later, so it'd be a good series. Uh, but you're right, uh, nobody wants to play L.A. right now as hot as they've been. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a, a, str- a strange sight that, uh, you know, you have a 9-17 and 17 team, and they'll, they'll finish better than 9-17 and 17, uh, by the time the season's over, but, you know, you it, wouldn't... It doesn't, it doesn't even matter, because right. Candace Parker and Elena Beard missed the first entire first half of the season. Right, it's just, it's just a, such a strange, um, like, with the season being so short, um, it's, in like, Parker just being so good, 
that just the swings are are unlike really anything I like I can't really remember seeing something like this in another sport where you have a team start out so poorly and then just by the return really of I mean Elena Beard coming back is big but really just Parker coming back and all of a sudden you're you know you're a title favorite it's it's a really remarkable story especially if they you know make a, a playoff run it'd be be pretty uh, pretty bizarre but uh, yeah, do you, you have any any final larger. thoughts? Otherwise, we'll uh, I think we'll yeah. call this a first show. Call it a wrap. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a larger topic we could potentially touch on later. With just because the dynamic of the entire season in the WNBA is affected by a lot of variables, because these athletes play ten month they play professional basketball ten months out of the year when they're not in season in the WNBA they're playing over in Europe so they have not only leverage against American teams um, but you know it takes a toll on bodies too and the length of careers are affected so when you I guess when you and I are continually uh, covering the WNBA which I think is in both of our at least near future um, you know it's those are factors to consider but it's been uh it's been a fun experience, and I, I don't regret getting into it at all. It's I actually enjoy it, considering what else would I be doing? There's not a lot of there's stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, um, one thing, uh, that Minnesota Phoenix game is not on is not on TV tomorrow. Uh, they have a matchup later in the year that is on Sunday, uh, August thirtieth. Yes. I'm looking at that right now, I wasn't I wasn't going to mention it, but yeah, it's, it's next Sunday is on ESPN. But, Just uh, buy the WNBA uh, live act. It's fifteen live. bucks. Yeah, it's fantastic. It. It's it's better than League Pass. It's um, what League Pass should be. But yeah, that's a that's a wrap wrap for the first show. Thanks for joining us. Here's our boy DJ Los Latino playing us out on the intro music. WNBA podcast friendly bounce. Jack Maloney, Zach Bennett. We'll see you guys later. Check out Jack's article.